0: Hi, it's Randy with the Holistic Health Outline. The flu, it's cold out, isn't it? In many places, it actually got cold down here. We lost about 48 degrees in one day. Um, and I am infamous for not being able to deal with the cold at all. So I do all of these things outside because um, I, I have to be in nature when I'm talking to you. So I'm bundled up a little bit today. Um, hopefully it'll get back to being a little bit warm since I'm way down here on the Gulf Coast um, the Gulf Coast that is probably being sold to the Chinese as we speak but anyway the um, the flu and colds are are spreading around the United States around the world Um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about the flu virus and the flu vaccine Um, because there's a shortage that's a good thing I think God's watching out for us there don't get this shot and go to go on our website on the vaccine two page um, to see what you should do if you're forced into taking this shot but but what you need to know, I guess because it is confusing to many is what is in this first of all, you should know that all the flu shots that you've been getting um, or forced to be to have gotten in the past few years have h one n one in them uh, it, the flu shots from 1999 to 2008 had three different strains of flu viruses in them. One was H1N1 from the Solomon Islands, um, that was 2006. Uh, one from Wisconsin which was H3N2 and then um, and the B. Malaysia influenza strain uh, was 2004 Um, And then they say that there's no mercury. There used to be, though. Okay, a 5-milliliter vial of vaccine contains thimerosal, which is a mercury derivative. But the newest one, the H1N1, they're trying to tell you doesn't contain thimerosal. Well, that's true. It doesn't contain the derivative. It actually contains mercury, not the derivative. So you're getting mercury no matter what. Okay, they say there's no thimerosal used in the manufacturing process. No, there isn't. Not in the process, but it's in the vaccine. So, and and the mercury isn't the worst part anyway. It's the, the, the thing that you have to understand is that all the flu shots they've been giving people for the last several years, they've actually been giving them H1N1. And what has happened, which is formulated only in a laboratory, you can't get it from a pig or a cow, Okay, or a chicken. It's actually formulated in a laboratory. So they put it in the flu shots and then injected everybody with it. And our bodies have somewhat of a natural immune system, I hope, most of us anyway, and we'll fight that. But if it mutates, all of a sudden you got a problem. So what happened with our flu shots and, and and the flu virus and the H1N1 virus is that they have injected everybody with it and it mutated, and then they had to come up with a real quick fix to see if they could find a a, uh, a vaccine that they could make a lot of money on um, to fix the problem that they caused, which is how, how they got this taken care of so quickly. They knew exactly what they had done, so then they had to find a way to, to try to fix it. That doesn't mean that it's fixed. That's why so many... The youngsters, unfortunately, the little kids. We um, up to 456 have died <sighs> since this became what what the WHO wants to call an epidemic. Um, they would because they're already <sighs> they're already uh, uh, vulnerable because they've had so many. Injections and vaccinations to begin with, so their little immune systems aren't going to handle some of this stuff. They never could. That's why we tell tell people not to not to um, get your kids vaccinated when they're babies. They can't handle it. You know, there's no way they don't even have an immune system yet. Uh, we have a whole history of what has happened because of vaccinations throughout the world, and the United States is the is the the lagging country in dealing with this because of our our problem with thinking that everything stops with a dollar. Um, so if we can make money, we don't care. You know, Germans and the French and um, the English all stopped giving many, many, many vaccinations years ago because they saw the adverse effects and what would happen um Chart wise, they saw the number of serious, serious effects and also the number of deaths that were caused by the vaccinations, not by the disease. Okay. I mean, even the polio vaccine. I mean, that was stopped when it was stopped in Europe. There was no polio. When it was finally stopped here, there was no more polio. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you have to find the cause as, as, as usual. Forget the cures, find the cause, find the reason that people are suddenly coming down with these things. Most of the time, you'll find, on top of the fact that they have weakened immune systems and, and very acidic bodies, that, that our water is tainted, our food is tainted, um, filled with different things that our little immune systems can't always handle, and it becomes this debilitating cluster disease. That, that, and a cluster disease means that you'll find in every area of the United States in every area of the world, probably, but I really, I I concentrate on the United States, so I haven't done the research on the rest of the world as far as cluster diseases go. But every area of the United States, you can pinpoint, just go to a map and point, and I will tell you which diseases will be prevalent there, and and then tell you why, okay, and how much more prevalent they've become, especially since the 40s and 50s, post-war. A lot of stuff that was dumped into our water to see if that would help stop tooth decay, for instance, fluoride, and um, chlorine, you know, to, to kill the bacteria. Chlorine is such a carcinogenic compound with all of its byproducts, it, it should not be in our water. Uh, and then the, the runoffs from from farms and, in, and industries of different kinds all over the country will affect the aquifers and the ground soil, which everything is, is planted in and we eat from. Or if you're an animal eater, like a beef eater or a chicken eater, uh, the animals also partake of those things. And that's why you see cancers and and tumors. And um, I think with, with some older dogs I've seen recently that they also have Alzheimer's. I mean, there's cluster diseases everywhere. They're coming from us. We caused that. And I'm I'm not being left or right wing here. I'm just saying that we have not been very good Americans. We haven't been very good people as far as as protecting our country. Now, does that mean that we need a climate control boss who is global and and is in charge of the whole world? No. Does that mean that Al Gore is correct? No. Um, I actually have a video uh, that will prove that. There's actually a new film coming out. Um, I think it's called Not Evil But Wrong. It came out yesterday or today, which will help show everyone where Al Gore was wrong. But he's making hundreds of millions of dollars, so he doesn't care (laughs) if he's wrong about, about global warming. And it will be used, global warming will be used as a political tool to advance the agendas of those who want more control over our planet which means all of the countries in the world and you will see people rising for rising to become world leaders and um, the 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 global elite royalty you'll see that happening and don't think i'm crazy just keep doing your research and reading and you will see what's going on and watching all of the signs around us because it's 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 being proven every day uh, we gave away part of our sovereignty at the u.n uh... last month and there is a a very, very high risk that we're going to give away more of it by december um, because that's what some people want. Uh, a real good chance that the U.S. is just going to sign a treaty that has to do with this climate control. I mean, they're using climate and, and the earth, saving the earth, as a mechanism to scare us into giving up our freedoms. Um, which is the same thing that happens with vaccinations. You know, you get scared that you're going to die of the swine flu, so you go ahead and get the shot. And you give your kids the shots, and they end up with, you know, life-threatening disabilities or um, congenital anomalies, or or they die. Because we got so scared that this is going to happen and, and this is going to attack us because we didn't take charge of our own health and take charge of our lives. Americans have been um, and are very complacent, very apathetic. And when you think about the reason for that, what's the cause of that apathy and, and complacency? Well, okay, um, part of it is cultural, okay? Part of it is parental. The parents of our younger people today didn't do their jobs as parents 20 years ago and um, because they were not dealing with their own inner child stuff. And... Um, blaming their parents for everything that happened to them, instead of realizing that every new generation is a generation, that we are regenerating each time. And when you regenerate, you reproduce, you are producing that person again in a different form, hopefully with a higher energy, um, a higher vibration, to continue the cycle of you. Okay? So, So if you have children... And you're trying to make the world better, and have them have a better world. Uh, and you have you have created this child. You don't want to move them backwards into being totally dependent on you, dependent on government, um, uh, socialized in a way, social, socially engineered, I guess, in a way that that says that they are not special or unique. Um, you know if you're born in, in, in Germany or in Japan or China or Russia, your parents, because they are your parents and you are a part of them and been regenerated from them, will make sure that you are told and shown through love and, and actions that you're an individual, a unique individual with a very unique footprint and thumbprint and DNA print and aura and destiny. And the same thing in the United States. But but what happened in our previous generations, the 60s people who who went anti-war and anti-government, anti-world, anti-everything from fear, um, felt like they still lost in the end, so they're trying to now take over again. And everything is anti-anti. They all look at it as we're being pro-American and everything is anti-America, anti-culture, anti-society, anti anti Um, Everything except big government. We're all pro big government, which, (laughs) which if you think about the radical 60s, makes no sense. Because all these people who marched against the government in the 60s are the ones who are now in the government and making the government bigger. So, I mean, talk about making no sense whatsoever. But anyway, these, you know, our children have been totally programmed by us from the moment they're born. If we're very fearful of what the government has said is going to kill us, we'll run out and get as many vaccinations as possible. Well, when I was a kid, we got five. I didn't get some of them. Um, now children are subjected to 36 to 40 vaccinations before they're 18, and what's in those vaccinations is just amazing. I mean, there's a there's a um, um, it's the uh, Institute for Vaccine Safety. Will give you the package inserts and the manufacturers for most of the U.S. licensed vaccines and 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 immunizations. They're they're all in PDF form, but it it's actually at vaccinesafety.edu. You can go on that page and you can click on the vaccinations, the different ones from the different manufacturers. And it's kind of complicated because they give you the package inserts. They don't actually give you um, uh, easy to read language about. About the ingredients, but you can then cross reference that and Google it, et cetera, and see what's in all of these. And then you can go to the AER, the patient outcomes pages from the federal government. That's the, the, um, uh, gives you the adverse reactions, okay? It's, it's com- compliance information, basically, um, adverse drug effects. And you can look through there and see, what's been identified as probable, probably causing adverse effects and also um, just basic outcomes. Of course, you can also go to my books and, and get all this stuff a lot easier. Um, but what you'll see is, let's just say from the year 2000 to now, so 10 years, <coughs> that we have increased in serious complications every single year. And death has increased from 2001 to 2008, doubled or tripled. Okay. So the year 2000, um, these are only the ones that are reported, remind you. So there's like 20,000 deaths and 150 or 55,000 serious complications and side effects from, from getting vaccinated. And in the year 2008, there's 50,000 deaths and 319, 320,000 serious complications, and those serious complications are, are, you know, requiring hospitalization that sometimes goes to death. So, I, when I look at what's going on in the world, we have 456 children in the world who have died, and six in the United States, um, I'd say, what's the bigger risk, <coughs> the vaccination or the disease? Of course, as humans, you know we we're afraid all the time that we're going to make the wrong decisions because we use our heads instead of our hearts and our souls. Um, So then we say, well, if I don't get the vaccination, or if my child, if I don't get my child to have the vaccination, then if something happens, it's my fault. Well, that's because we have looked at everything from an analytical point of view rather than a scientific spiritual point of view. And science and spirit does go together. That's why we know science, because our spirits have led us to understand what the world is around us in a way that should still maintain some spirituality. (laughs) You know, you can look at a garlic bulb and know scientifically that if you... Um, peel it and cut it up and put it into, with tomatoes and boil it to, to a different temperature that it'll change into something that tastes like, um, uh, spaghetti sauce. <laughs> um, so you know the science kinda behind it, or you were given the, the formula for doing that science, but the spirituality of that is, is that that garlic bulb and those tomatoes have a specific frequency that when they are mixed together, they are in harmony for some, for most of us, I guess, who like Italian food. Um, so there's a harmony of those frequencies that blend, and with that harmony, it um, uh, causes us, when we eat that food, to also harmonize with different organs in our body so that the, the garlic, for instance, helps to lower our blood pressure, it is a natural antibiotic. It'll fight off any bacteria that's in our bodies. Um, and the tomatoes, which are acidic in many forms, actually become a alkalining, uh, uh, substance for our bodies, which is a good thing and helps our ears and our eyes and, and, um, and our skin in some, t- in some cases. It has different things in it scientifically, chemically, biologically, which have frequencies that are spiritually connected to our frequencies which causes harmony or disharmony. so you can eat some things that are really good for you and taste good and you can um, eat other things that'll just you can't stand and you and and are not good for you and you get sick from. Uh, this is life this is what it's all about now the thing the thing about Vaccinations is that they are not in harmony at all with anyone because they cause an extremely acidic condition in the body, and disease lives in acid. So just like chemotherapy or radiation for cancer, if you're if you're if you're trying to destroy the possibility of um, an adversary attacking your body, which is you know any kind of, of bacteria, viral, fungus, mold, whatever parasite, um, you don't make your body more acidic by by using radiation chemotherapy and drugs you make your body as alkaline as possible so that there's no environment for those those intruders to live in and you do that with water by making sure that your water is alkaline you can sit in alkaline baths uh, baking soda in the bathtub and then alternate that with apple cider vinegar so that you're balancing the ph of your body your body is seventy to eighty percent water which is supposed to keep us 70 to 80% alkaline. We need some acid. That's what causes the movement between our cells, um, so, but only 20%. What happens when you get a vaccination is you move to 60% um, for a few days, and then you're, you're, you're still acidic for some time after that, depending on how acidic your body was to begin with. Most people's bodies are very acidic. The reason that smoking hurts many people or kills them isn't so much the carcinogens that are in the tobacco now. Because you know, I'm part Native American, and I I used to have to smoke pipes. Um, well, and and we smoked Native American cigarettes too because the pipes weren't always available on the reservations that I that I went to school on. So I smoked Native American tobacco, which is way different from the tobacco that that is offered anywhere else in the in the world. Um, But it didn't have all the the additives in it. And so there's not an Indian I know who grew up with Native American cigarettes that's afraid of dying of cancer from smoking, Um, unless they have done other things to their bodies to make it so acidic that the smoking causes more acid. And that's actually what smoking does. Because of the carcinogens in the cigarettes that people smoke or the tobacco that they use in their pipes or whatever, uh, the additives and the carcinogens cause an acidic smoke to enter the body and, and seep through the tissues and into the cells. And the acidic buildup in the body is what allows diseases to take over. So we end up with something called cancer. Cancer is actually a reaction. It's a reaction to such acidity that the body can't balance itself, and so it starts producing cells like crazy. Those come out in tumors. Those come out in, in, you know, uh, necrosis, necrosis, which is the death of tissue. It comes out in lots of different ways. But that's exactly what cancer is. So when we have somebody with cancer, the first thing I do with them is alkalize them. You know, get them into alkalizing, alkalizing bathtubs using using baking soda or good water or both and change their diet immediately to an alkaline diet and make sure that the medications, if any, that they're on are not causing um, more acidity and start from there and make that environment alkaline and then start start using nutrition to rebuild whatever the acids have killed. And that takes us back to the vaccinations and the 60s culture again. You know, what, what did the 60s people do a lot? They used a lot of drugs in the 60s. I mean, Woodstock was a drug-laden place, believe me. Most people tell you they only smoked marijuana. I think um, probably that's a lie. I'm sure that they tried Speed and Orange Sunshine and crack and cocaine, and they tried it because they were anti-everything, and they needed this escape. They wanted um, to be somewhere else. They're in denial. And denial is, I think, one of the biggest... Diseases we have on our planet, which everybody says is not a disease. That's an emotional, you know, reaction. Emotion is energy emotion. And if our energy that is in motion is constantly denying the reality of our worlds and the spirituality of our world, um, then we are in denial. And I think a lot of 60s people were in denial. Uh, we have wars. The earth has had wars since the beginning of time. Are they good wars? There never is a good war. But even when you have siblings, you are in war with each other over material things, over territory, over emotional reactions to to feeling like one parent likes you better than the other one or, or vice versa. Um, we're constantly in this warlike like uh, stance That should only be about 20% of our lives or 20% of our energy because you need it to survive. That's why we we even have this. God helped helped put that there, right? He created us and said, but you need something because there's going to be so many of you and so many things going on. You need some part of you that says, wait a minute, um, don't steal all of this because it will kill my children. Don't take this away from me and my family because we'll all die. So you have this tendency in you and the ability to fight. To fight for what's yours, to fight for what's right. Now that doesn't mean that we use it correctly because we're human. We get into wars over the wrong thing. So what, you know, when wars started, it was because there were famines, there was um, death, there were diseases, and, and people who were very tribal in one area decided they needed to reach out to a different area and see what was there and so they would move and as they moved and searched they would end up in someone else's territory or area um, who might not have the same problem but was threatened by them coming there so they would stand their ground that's what that means stand your ground plant your feet at your boundary and stop the intruders from taking things from you that may threaten your life or the life of your family or your country or your area or your tribe or your nation, um, whatever it was. And so you'd stand your ground. And, of course, if the aggressors had nothing else to lose because they felt they were dying or their families would die or whatever, they would, they would attack you. And we'd have a war. Regardless of how big it was, it was a war, so we have been in war forever. All of society all over the world has been at war. What has happened evolutionarily is that we've evolved into having wars over profits rather than um, uh, rather than territories and i don 't know what else but but it's over profits and religion. Why religion? Why do we have wars over our belief systems? Well, that's a hard one. Uh, I don't think that Methodists and Protestants, um, fight so much. But there were Protestant revolutions in, in Ireland, uh, the two Northern and Southern Ireland, Ireland. There's, of course, the, the, the Crusades, the Catholic movements, the Church trying to dominate with territory, grabbing, um, Uh, back in the Roman Empire days, caused all kinds of wars with different religions because it became territorial. You were a tribe. You had an energy. You had a religion. That was your belief system. Everybody still believed in God, but they all had a different way of approaching it. So it became like a family, and each one felt threatened. The problem was that one family tried to become more dominant than the other. Um, And that's not a bad thing and it's not a good thing I mean there's you know <laughs> I don't think that some families should, and in the United States should be more dominant than the other but I don't think we should all be the same either I don't think that's how the world was made uh, so anyway so they, they you know we had religious wars we still do we still do that's where the Islamic Jewish and others wars are coming from <sighs> and we we use the written word of of one or twenty or fifty people as the law, we say the Bible says this or the Quran says that, and um, based on those words, we teach our children those things, and then use our own fear in those teachings and our own denial to teach them that they need to fight for it and that if they don't, that they'll lose. So we frighten them into losing their territory, their possessions, their energy, their tribe, their family. Uh, and, and it becomes, uh, an escalation of a deeper war. What, what's not taught in the Bible, anyway, and it's not, not taught in the original Quran, but, you know, same thing, everything's been, so screwed up by people even the bible i mean the bible if you look at the bible it's war 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 everybody's fighting with each other all the time you know whether it's david and goliath or 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 whatever i mean they're fighting all the time over territory now what does that mean does that land not necessarily it's just your boundaries and and some people take advantage of other people's boundaries we have that in our personal relationships you know the you you make a friend with someone and your expectations of that friendship are that you'll see each other maybe once a week, you know, go out for girls or girls night out or uh, football sundays or whatever with the guys and and then one person who needs more or is more frightened or is in denial over what that relationship is supposed to be tries to intrude on your life more than you wanted them to. And you and there's conflict. There's tension. And as they continue that intrusion, that conflict and tension becomes deeper until one person steps over one little line and the other person says, you know what, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Or I'm going to lock the door and not answer when he or she comes over. Or I'm not going to answer the phone. I don't want to talk to her today. She calls me too much. Um, and we we try to build up that boundary. If the other person doesn't pick up on that energy and doesn't realize what's going on and is still in denial, they will still press that boundary until you, you end up saying, you know, get the hell out of my life. I don't want any more part of you. I don't want any, I don't want you around. Now, if you happen to be aggressive and warlike because of the uh... acidic acidic reactions in your body. And you have a weapon, you could use a weapon to stop that person from bothering you or crossing your boundaries, or use your voice, which becomes a weapon, your words. If the words don 't work and that person's still intruding, we start automatically our the hairs raise on our arms, and the claws come out and and like all animals in nature, we will fight for our 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 space, our territory, our boundaries, our circle, our rights, and then you are in full physical contact, which is, um, which is wars. And then if you have other tools around, you'll use them, whether those tools are knives or clubs or stones or, or bombs or tanks or airplanes. And, and, and it, when you look at wars that way, you can really understand why these things happen. Now, now, <clears throat> one of the things that happened in the United States is we never wanted war, but we started with a war. Our revolutionary war, we revolted against tyranny and began a country based on a constitution and a bill of rights and the declaration of independence, which kept us sovereign. Okay. And, and when, uh, the King of England didn't like that, of course, we were in his mind stomping on his territory. And so we went to war and we won and we won because George Washington believed in God, and said, God, is this our nation? Help me to to free, help free the people that I am fighting for. Give us our independence, and we will honor you, and serve each other, and have our government serve us, rather than the other way around. So we started with the war. As people began to populate the United States, there were other wars. I mean, there were people from Spain and and france who thought that maybe they should come and take over because what is this new place in their minds this country had um gold and silver and all kinds of things that they could use the profits and uh... Um, capitalism in their own minds. okay and they tried to take over different areas of the united states and so you know there was a the spanish-american war and there's i mean there's lots of wars that went on to protect the sovereignty the USA. And then internally, as more and more people came, we have all these tribes from everywhere, right? And tribes from other countries that were were selling people. I mean, women used to get sold to come to the United States. And, you know, they were bought to so that we could propagate. That was not right, but it was the way things were done. Uh, people were sold as slaves, whether they were white, yellow, green, black, or otherwise. Slavery became very strong because there were more people on the African continents that that were captured by the French and the Germans and the English and sold for profits um, and came to the United States. Well as we kept blending all these people more and more territories became blurred and, and the United States united and said okay each state will have a boundary and you can live in that boundary. Um, but because we're united, you can cross those boundaries and learn to live in Texas instead of New Jersey. But if you go from Texas, from New Jersey to Texas, you'll hear from the people who live in Texas, which is a tribe. All Texans are a tribe. You'll hear from them that you can come here and we'll, we're great Texans and we'll be hospitable and all that stuff, but don't try to change us. Because we're Texans. Same way if you go to New York. Don't try to change New Yorkers. They're New Yorkers. Don't try to change the South. Got a lot of people who migrate to the South um, because it's warmer or there's more sunshine, which I hope comes out soon. But um, uh, they come down to the South and they want to change it. They, you know, they don't like the Southern accent. They don't like the way people dress. So they're going to try to change that. Well, that's. Not the South won't let you do that because they're in their own little tribes. It's their family. The states have become individual families. Um, the government was supposed to be something that watched over that to protect all the states. The purpose of our government was to provide ways for people to cross those boundaries safely, um, uh, to live within those boundaries safely. That means provide water and and fuel so that people could survive and to protect the entire boundary of the United States from intruders who wanted to take it over. That's the purpose of the government. That's the only purpose of the government. It's not to tell you how you're supposed to live or regulate your health care or any of that kind of stuff. If you listen to some mainstream media here, you'll hear the commentary. I want government to make sure my father lives. I want government to be involved in, in making my father live longer. I want government. What do you mean you want government? What the hell? You want a daddy? You want a mommy? You want somebody to take care of you for the rest of your life? We're independent people. That's what the Declaration of Independence is all about. So we should not want government to take care of everything. We want government to do its job. Number one, Protect our boundaries, the boundaries of the United States, wherever they are. Protect us. Keep us protected from intruders who want to either exploit or, um, or attack or overcome us. Uh, that means watch our borders. That means stop people from coming in who don't want to be part of the tribe. Any tribe in the world will do the same thing. That's what the government's for. Number one, protect us. Protect our constitution. Our constitution. Does anybody even understand the word? We have constitutions within our bodies. You know, you have a strong constitution. That's why things can't attack you. Or you have a weak constitution. That's why you're always sick. Well, we have a strong constitution. The problem is it's been attacked so much and the government's not protecting it so now it has a weak constitution and could die it's basically hospitalized at the moment Um, a very adverse reaction to a lot of infiltrating disease causing things that are not positive that have the wrong frequencies that are causing an adverse reaction everywhere so our constitution in the United States is a little sick right now it's weakened with a weakened immune system um, anyway, so this to protect the Constitution. That's what government is for: protect what is written in that Constitution and the rights that go along with that, with the Bill of Rights. In the United States are the rights that the people, when forming this perfect union of the states, of the tribes, of the areas, of the boundaries, said there there are inalienable rights given to us as human beings: the right to breathe, to live. To reproduce, to work, to reap whatever you sow, to fail, to succeed, to earn, to grow, to become strong, to become weak, the right to do for each other, and to follow some of the golden rules and the rules of God, to do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. But then follow the Ten Commandments that come from God. Don't kill anybody. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Don't try to get everything that your neighbor wants or has because you're an individual. So don't covet all that stuff. Honor your parents because you are a reproduction of them. And they are supposed to be a guidance for you. Okay, and honor God because we're under God in this country, not under some weird ruler, not under you know some apathetic atheistic ideology. Honor God and put God back where it belongs, where He belongs, <clears throat> and that's how this country was formed and how it stays strong. When you take God out of the equation, you've lost the, the major energy and the light. When you challenge the boundaries of each state using the government as a force to do that, you weaken the Constitution. When you challenge and overtake the rights of the individuals who built this country, and they are generational and regenerational, so they're the same people, You know, I'm the same person, just a little more evolved, (coughs) than my great-great-grandfather and mother who built this country and fought for it. When you challenge them, if they don't protect their boundaries, their constitutions will be weakened. So what do people do? You go all the way back around to the vaccinations and the immunities and what's in them. If you know that what you're being injected with is negative, acidic ideology, don't take the shot. Don't get the vaccination. Make yourself more immune. You get more alkaline, not acidic. That doesn't mean passive. That means balance what's going on with your mind, your spirit, and your body. Understand your constitution. Understand your independence as an American, as an individual, as a human being. Fight for what you believe and stand your ground. So that you can take back the area, the country, the, the, the energy of being united with others in your area, which is the United States. And that's why you see people who are not just out there being weird crazies, but are fighting against the government who has now infiltrated and become a disease. And you'll see them out marching, and you'll see them getting very angry. And the diseases themselves, of course, are fighting back. And what do they fight back with? Name calling and smears and violence and I mean everything they can to disrupt the harmony that used to be the United States. Well, I am a holistic health person. I am a consultant and have been doing this for 40 years. And I believe that when you have this massive cluster diseases going on that are propagated by the government, that you need to do things to change that and find the cause. The cause right now is coming from many areas, but it is concentrated uh, in all three branches of the United States government. Once we clean that out and get that more in balance, the rest of the symptoms will mostly go away because the country will come back together, become more alkaline, and start to heal. So we will do that. And I know that people are trying to do that. Um, no more injections of this false hope and, and free, free handouts and oh, just disgusting things going on. Mines in Detroit with people saying they're looking for their money and it's coming from Obama and his stash. I mean, if you didn't see that, don't watch it because it will embarrass you and uh, egos all over the place from Washington and from representatives who represent the tribes uh, believing that they know better than the people. No Native American chief ever made a decision and said, I know better than all of you. They sat in tribal councils and discussed it. That's where Congress originated from was that idea. Um, used a lot of wisdom and experience, which Congress and the presidency no longer have, and and voted. And whatever the vote was, that chief looked at that and said, this is the vote um, with equal participation. And we say, no, we're not going to go to war. Or, yes, we're going to move north earlier than we thought. Or, no, we are not going to... hunt this particular animal right now because of spirit guides telling us that that they're endangered or whatever. They didn't decide that they knew better than the people who sat in that council or the people they represented. And that, of course, is is gone. But that'll come back. We're going to heal this disease one way or another. We're going to get to the root of it, (coughs) um, flush it out, do a lot of cleansing, do a lot of uh, detoxing, um, uh, rebuilding with nutrition and supplemental information and supplemental guidance until we can uh, come back to a healing place. But first, you know, when you go through, like when you have a bad cold, when the cold is worse, um, you don't really feel it. When it's starting to be healed is when you see the most reaction. So the fact that we're starting to see a lot of reaction means that we're, we're heading in the right direction. Um, whether it's politically, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever. We're, we're starting to get there. So, okay, go to earthwalk-usa.com and click on Vaccines, Vaccines 2. Um, go to the first page, and all of our, our podcasts are there. We're going to start um, eliminating some of them because we're running out of space, but they're all there right now, 122 or something that you can download. A lot of videos and pages on... Um, uh, not just the vaccine pages, but the news pages, the resources, the product pages, books, Sarah Palin's books on there, and uh, it will be out next month, but you can get it there. You can get all kinds of books. Just either click on the books themselves. Um, uh, well, that's the best thing to do. Click on the books themselves, and it'll either take you to our recommended area where we have not just books, but music and other things, or it'll take you over to where you can purchase the books and <coughs> do it online. Okay? And get the word out. Tell people about this podcast, about what we do, how we talk about things. We come from a global and Native American perspective on holistic health. And your health is your mind, body, and spirit, whatever is affecting or attacking that. So sometimes we're political. Sometimes we just mix politics with personal. Because guess what? That's life. That's what it's all about. This is Raina G. Spread the word. Thanks for listening.